0: Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn laugh, and grow with us as we become Guided by Design. Well, happy day after a major U.S. holiday. Mary, how are you?
1: Good, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, just enjoying a morning of a little bit of work stuff um and a little bit of just sitting around and enjoying i read a little bit of my book played a little bit of video games and watched a training so i'm mixing business with pleasure all over the place nice i slept in i just overdid it yesterday so i'm very tired how was your uh u.s holiday of thanksgiving
1: it was good. Made lots of good food, and then everyone who showed up to my house to eat had already eaten. So I oh. still have lots of good food, and I'm excited about that because that means I don't have to cook
0: all week. Oh yeah. Um, well, luckily I had no one show up at my house, so we made lots of good food as well. But it'll be just enough for us. So. We didn't do a turkey, and so therefore no carcass to have to deal with. So that's always a joy. Um, but we made a lot of desserts. So we've got a lot of brownies and pies that are, will be lingering that we'll need to do something with, probably eat. I had brownies right before bed and then another brownie for breakfast. Today. <laughs> I
1: a pumpkin roll that I forgot to take out of the fridge at all. Otherwise, it probably would have been <laughs> So I had some pumpkin roll this morning. I also made pecan bars instead of making a pecan pie. I Ooh. Really the bars. Oh, they're so good. And I used a croissant crust underneath them instead of a pie crust. They're real good. Ooh,
0: nice. So it's kind of almost like mm-hmm. pastry-ish? Yeah. Yes. And Lovely. then
1: Kaylee made an apple pie and her famous carrot cake cupcakes. They're so good. So, yeah, we have too many desserts too, but... This girl, my daughter can bake, like it skipped a generation. I can bake, but my daughter can fucking bake. bake. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she does shit and she uses my recipes, right? My recipes that I did get handed down from my grandmother. And I probably told this story on the podcast before, but like she bakes exactly like my grandma and, and she only got to spend about the, you know, I think she was like 11 or 12 when she died. So she, um, she got to spend a lot of time with her, but never learning this baking technique. And so like, she invites me out on Wednesday to try this pie or Tuesday, whatever, a couple days before Halloween or before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I made a test pie. I'm like, who makes test pies before Thanksgiving? But well,
0: okay, okay. Perfect. Kind of have
1: it- I know exactly. That's what I was like, perfectionist. But I'm like looking at this pie, and even the fucking apples are sliced just like my grandmother used to slice. Oh. And I took a bite of this pie, and I'm like, you fucking nailed it. Like you made Grandma Ethel's pie to a T. Like the smell, the texture, the taste, the the way she sliced the apples, the homemade crust. Which I don't
0: do homemade crust because I'm not good at it. But
1: yeah. This woman like channels my grandmother when she bakes.
0: Oh, what, how does this, how does your, how did your grandma, I'm just curious, how did your grandma slice the apples?
1: So my grandmother always peeled and sliced them very thin. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they were like stacked. There's lots of apples, but they're very thinly sliced in there. I am so lazy. Like I'm like apple core peeler slicer. Like it just does it all at once. And I don't, sometimes I don't even peel them cause I kind of like apple peel and my kids have always hated
0: that they've always hated that cuz that's yeah. stringy as hell that's why the fucking peels can make that shit stringy as hell. it's true it's true
1: but now her apple pie is perfect so
0: well that's so funny cuz uh yeah we didn't do homemade pie crust i don't have the patience nor the the energy for that um if you Laura ever wants to expand into making her own pie crust i'm fine with it she loves dough my girl loves dough. Mm-hmm dough. So she'll eat it raw because she's gross like that. Um, I'm gross like that too. So it's not like a judgment. It's just an observation. But we also, I had thought about doing the same uh, peeler slicer chunks and then peeling those. But I'm like, I actually, remember when I had uh, that Amazon order that came that we didn't, that told us that Thad's account had been compromised? Oh yeah, yeah in that there was a weird peeler and so i tried that with the apples and i'm like wow this actually peels these apples real quick like i was really surprised so i was like you know what i'll do i'll use this to peel my apples and then um and then i'll use my mandolin to to slice them real thin so that's exactly what i did i prepped the apples for elora um really in re- in reality, the only thing elura did was lattice the top of that pie. I did the rest of the
1: work. You did the rest of the work for her. that's funny.
0: Um, but she claims that pie is hers. So, but um, but she 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 wanted to just leave them un unpeeled, and I'm like, I read it online. I'm I'm always you know googling, and it said you know it's a cardinal rule that if you you need to really peel those those apples otherwise you're going to end up with a bunch of strings in it and it won't be it won't be melting in your mouth apples when you don't peel them so that's why I was like okay well I'll do what the internet tells me to do and I'll peel them and our pie turned out really good I made two pumpkin pies and I used I found a recipe that was like the secret ingredient is a little bit of black pepper in mm. to to heighten the spice in the pumpkin. And so the pumpkin pies turned out really good. I made those yesterday. Everything else we kind of prepped on Wednesday because we were home all day. Um, And Thad made his meat candy. That was our untraditional, but damn, if all of us weren't like, oh my God, this is so good. So he he smokes, yeah, he smoked. We use tri-tip and he smokes the tri-tips and they just, oh, it's like melt in your mouth. It's so good. And then we, oddly enough, we didn't do any potatoes. I had potatoes, but then we had bought pierogies, just refrigerated pierogies at um, Costco. And that's what that's he wanted to do instead to of... <laughs> oh, pierogies, basically just like, it's it's like an eastern european ravioli it's just a dumpling that they usually would put like cheese so like rather than serving them with like tomato sauce as you would in italy these are served more with like sour cream and sauteed onions but they're just like a an unleavened Mm -hmm. dough with some filling and these ones we got at costco were potato and cheese so i mean they were bad i think thad really liked them and it was kind of just a again like a nice way to have a potato without having to peel and boy you know i i was gonna do mashed potatoes in the instant pot but didn't and then we just did the costco giardelli brownies damn they are this is the problem is whenever i make those giardelli brownies i can't stop eating them they are just
1: the best damn brownies I know I buy some almost every time that I'm there because uh, yeah they're so good hey, this is like, Brownies in this house last like a day
0: yeah I was like you know I'm not gonna buy chocolate chips because chocolate chips have really been a problem for me recently I've just been buying a bag of chocolate chips intending to be like oh I'm gonna make something with these and then I just fucking eat them out of the bag um until the bag is gone and even when i get like the giant size i'll eat them until the bag is gone so this was my attempt to not buy <laughs> chocolate chips in a bag
1: instead <laughs> you know. bought the brownies and is and so- it the four pack so that you have four <laughs>
0: this it has six bags oh, but then six bags <laughs> you do a 13 by nine pan you use two bags and Coulter really loves those you know the ends that are the crunchy the edges. Yes. oh yeah i know but um yeah so that's our synopsis of our thanksgiving meals
1: <laughs>
0: well my i
1: did do a turkey
0: and i used
1: my roaster oven my little you know it's not little but my big roaster oven yeah Years. one of the things that grandma bought me and uh this year i decided to put it in a bag i was like well this will be an easier even even easier cleanup i'm going to use one of those turkey bags." Yeah. not easier cleanup but my turkey was super super moist and it like there's no carcass today because literally i went to cut it and it went Hunk. and it all just fell into pieces and i was like oh shit this is going to be dry and i picked it up and i'm like okay it's not dry so I literally just tore it all off the bone last night while it was still hot threw the carcass in like four Walmart bags and got it out to the garbage and the only thing that's left to do this morning because I also put all my dishes into their containers so they could go straight into the refrigerator last night like lids in the fridge so all that's left is one load of dishes
0: nice yeah and I'm not it- doing I, I know. I admit it. I'm really, actually, pretty happy with. We stopped doing the having my kids do like one piece of the dishes, and then the other one do the other piece. Because admit, truly, it was like we'd be. I'd say like, okay, Coulter, you need to unload the dishwasher, and then he'd unload it, and then Elora was gone, and so um, especially for cross country. So then I was like waiting for her to to load the dishwasher. It was just a constant waiting. So we adjusted this so that the kids are now responsible to not just unload, but also reload the dishwasher at the same time. And that's been a game changer. It really has. They hate it, admittedly, but I don't really care because the shit's getting done. And so I, I did do one load of dishes myself, but other than that, I've been making these kids do them and it's really been the job we've been staying on top of it a lot better. So
1: over (laughs) kindness, Mary, efficiency.
0: (laughs) I know exactly. It was I was always trying to keep it kind of even and fair, but now I'm like, I don't care if it's fair. It just needs to get done. I can't I can't handle waiting for people to to do one piece of this job anymore. Um and Laura and I did do our um 5k yesterday that we were that I've been training for, for the last um month or so. I did three, I did three, three weeks of training for this 5k and we went and did it and it was good. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I'll ever volunteer to run like that again. I feel like I'm getting a little, my knees are getting sore and I'm just getting a little too old to, I feel like to get out there and run the same way, but it was nice to have her to do it with. And she hadn't been training for it so she's like she did better than she thought she would for for how much how little training she'd put into getting ready for this it's just a 5k a fun 5k but still I just my goal was not to walk at all and so I Mm -hmm. didn't walk and I kept a pretty good from for me I feel like I kept a pretty good pace not walking
1: so did you guys run together the whole time? or did No,
0: you- no. She's like five minutes faster than that's, me on her. I
1: was just wondering if
0: like just because
1: last time I did one with my daughter, we, we stayed together,
0: um, which was kind of hard on her cause she had been training and I had not. <laughs> yeah. So. so she's just naturally going to be faster than me and that's totally okay. Like, but I, um, Oh and I saw our friend Megan Schiffer at uh, at the race we were actually by beside each other not realizing it for a while and then I saw her kids and her husband cheering for her and I and when I realized that I I'm like Megan and so she gave me a real, uh, a real nice ass slap. Oh God, she can really. She's got a wind up. I, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I like to get my ass slapped every once in a while, but um, I, it's just, it was nice to have somebody that, not we didn't run together, but it was just like, oh, I wasn't completely alone by myself the whole time, and I re- had friends that lived downtown where right on the street that we were going down i thought about like oh i should have mary go over but by the time we were down there and stuff i was like no it'll be fine
1: yeah i didn't realize we had to make one last run to the store and i was like what is that security card doing down at the end of our block <laughs> <laughs> and then josh was like isn't there something going on downtown today i was like oh yeah the run mary and her daughter are doing it yeah so i think by that time it was probably fairly late I didn't know what time it started or anything, but
0: it started at nine. So, but we got done with that and we just like immediately booked it out of there because of the beer garden was opening and I'm like, oh nine nine thirty drinking. We'll just, we'll just, let's skip that. (laughs) Once upon a time, that would have been the only reason I was at that race. But now I want, I went home and took a nice shower and got myself ready to go. Oh, so we'll get into our, what we've been listening to lately. I, my, that, um, movie podcast. I love the, not the, how did this get made? I love that one too, but the total reboot, the Australian one, Mm -hmm. I decided yesterday to listen to their episodes about the, the reboot of little women. So they did the 1994 version. And I listened to that one first. And one of the fucking, my favorite parts of this was when they were like, they had a guest on and they're like, which sister were you? And they, and then they likened it to how people take on a persona of a sister, the way that they take on a persona from sex in the city. And I just about died because I'm like, (laughs) so fucking accurate. (laughs)
1: That's funny. I was, I had to listen to their um, Drew and um, Adam series. And I do love, I love the way they, do they call him the Sandman?
0: Yes, the, the Sandman. Oh my, Sandman. my god.
1: My first my first encounter with the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love all those movies, so it was really fun to listen to those. So I did listen to those this week. But their blended one came out, I think, yesterday and I didn't get a chance.
0: I haven't I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'm a little hesitant.
1: Oh, yeah. oh it's such No, a good I movie. do. I need
0: to I need to watch it, but I need to find it streaming someplace. And then I did I did catch up i'm still one behind on i saw what you did i listened to the one about set it off and thelma and louise and i see thelma and louise is on hbo max right now so i think okay i i definitely think i can fit that in and get that watched um soon but yesterday my thanksgiving tradition i thought i wanted to watch i always want to watch something and then at the time i don't feel like it but yesterday I have a Thanksgiving movie tradition and that Thanksgiving movie tradition is the movie home for the holidays with Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. And Dylan McDermott. There's just, it's an all-star cast. Like Claire Danes is in it. This was back when she was um, right after my so-called life. Maybe she'd been in little women, but it's, it's like a comedy and it's specifically about Thanksgiving. There's so few holiday movies that are about Thanksgiving versus Christmas. So, But I'd seen this movie back, in like, back when it came out, because, of course, it was on VHS. It was like 1994 or 1995. And I loved it so much. And now it's kind of like a tradition. And this year, I usually kind of watch it by myself because nobody wants to watch it with me. My husband is always like, you've seen this a million times. And I'm like, I know, because I love it. But, um, I think Elora Laura was out with me cause she'd been watching movies. And so I'm like, I'm going to turn this on and she stayed. And then we paused it to go down and eat and call like grandparents and stuff. And then I went back upstairs and I was going to, I was even going to start watching something else. And she goes, no, let's finish that. And so colder came in and I just, it was nice because I had both my kids laying beside me holding my hands and we were watching my favorite Thanksgiving movie about a dysfunctional family on Thanksgiving. And I don't know, it was just one of those things that I I really am going to cherish that memory, even if they never want to watch that movie with me again, like just remembering them watching it with me this time was really special. I had to keep kind of giving Coulter because he's like such a, what's going on? I don't get what's going on. And so I was like, okay, here's what's going on. That's Aunt Gladys That's the mom's sister, and then those two are sisters. And that's their brother. And they couldn't believe it was Robert Downey Jr. because I was like, "That's Tony Stark, you guys." And they're yeah. like Robert Downey Jr. But admittedly, at the time, Robert Downey Jr. when he made that movie was very heavily into drugs. And
1: oh, I was gonna say that was his cocaine days.
0: Yep, that was very much the cocaine <laughs> days. He's such a fabulous character in that movie. It's just...
1: I I will have to go back and watch it. I've maybe... Maybe I had to look it up even. I was like, maybe I've seen it once. Maybe? Maybe.
0: Maybe. And I love it because it, like, starts with the the opening sequence, the opening credits. It's, like, it's set to the song Evil Ways, but it's the remake by Rusted Root. So, you know, Rusted Root is, like, that... um, send me on my way song that's uh on my way on my way um yeah yeah. but they so they do they do a yeah they do a fabulous version of evil ways by santana and it's like the opening sequence of this movie and then at the very end you hear this song this nat king cole song and it's really emotional and beautiful and then it the end credits are um peace of my heart by janice joplin and as soon and Elora was just getting up to go to bed and she go and she hears it and she goes, Oh, Janice. And I'm like, I know. I'm such an emotion. I'm so fucking emotional all the time. Like I got weepy while we were watching it. My kids it, as soon as they feel the tremor of me laying beside them tremoring, they they look at me and they're like, No. They <laughs> shit. <laughs> Don't tell me no.
1: My my girls my girls ignore me like they've Michaela or one of them is usually crying with me but Trevor was always like oh my god
0: and Josh will be like are you crying no my I'm just my eyes are leaking what do you think (laughs) of course I'm crying all right should we get into this yeah I suppose. So today our topic is the channel of logic, which is the 63-4, and um, we both share this. So this is another one where we are a shared channel, and mine is fully subconscious. Mine is in my personality side of my chart, not my, um, my design side of my chart, so it's something... I was kind of looking into that too because I'm always like, what exactly does it mean when it's red and not black? And
1: so, what- so explain a little bit more of that to me because I don't
0: really understand that. So, um, so the side of the chart of the human design chart that's black is really what happened at the moment of your of your birth, and so that's really a lot of like the parts of you that are that you're conscious of and that you not necessarily control but have awareness of. In, in kind of a daily life and the personality side, which is the red side is what happened 88 days before you were born so it was kind of imprinted into you but it's not something that you necessarily it's actually what I was reading was like it's it's a lot more of what other people have in terms of awareness of you they're able to see that in you a lot more clearly than you're able to see it in yourself um. So that was kind of what I was what I was reading into it, and of course that's just like a, a dime store, real quick, down and dirty description of what that means. But um, sub, it's it's more subconscious rather than conscious, I guess. Okay. Is kind of what
1: so means. if the whole thing is black, it happened at birth, and if the whole thing that that means both sides of it, right? Whatever the
0: connectors. Mm-hmm. Those gates were active at the time of your birth, and, and
1: then, then things red. Then it's okay. But if it's half and half, then like the one half happened at birth, and the other one was imprinted before. Yes. Okay. Okay. And you can make sure.
0: And you can have a channel that's actually made up of red and black. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is that you can actually have these things show up more than once on one side of the chart. And it doesn't like double double, you know you don't see it doubled up or anything, but that's where some of those things have a tendency to be even stronger if you have gates that are active um, more than once in your chart, especially on the same side, I guess. Okay. So I have a few of those on my on my um, conscious side. So, um, this, this particular channel is made up of two gates, the gate of doubt and the gate of formulation. And I guess the big thing, like uh, the thing I'll talk about very first, right off the bat is that this is the channel that like, in the terms of the scientific process, this is the channel that asks the question that inspires a hypothesis, like, there's no certainty here. There's just questions.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, how about you? What did, in your research and your resources that you were looking at? What were you kind of finding or reading or discovering?
1: Well, um, I, I read through both of the books, and they both have different um, perspectives. But a couple of things really resonated with me: um, the fact that we kind of per scan or perceive tomorrow, you know what I mean? And kind of can see that outcome of things. Um, but as I've gotten older, there's a couple things that they say that you really have to just let it go. Like if this happens, it happens. Like you can't control, you can't worry about the things you can't control um, because even though we can kind of see the outcome of what might happen, we can't always control any part of that. So.
0: Oh yeah. I think that that's like heavily something that both you and I are aware of is like, um, uh, and that was a lot of what I saw too, is that the, the logic channel is really like it sees into the future. Um, but it doesn't, yeah, but these are not, this is all, not, neither of these two centers that it connects are motors. So it's really all about, Thought, but not action. And Mm -hmm. a lot of what, and it's also a projected channel. So it's actually supposed to be kind of like a projector is supposed to be invited to share Mm -hmm. is that we're like these, these thoughts and all of these things, these questions that we ask, A, are not meant to serve us. They're really meant Mm -hmm. to serve others. And then B, um, need to be kind of picked up and the action needs to be taken. By Mm them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was, that That also really resonated with me because I've always, and I think it's part of the reason that you and I found connection and that you and I really wanted to work with other people because it really is something that we both really are good at is seeing for other people what their outcomes are going to be depending on the paths that they take. And so that's really resonated with me at how good we were with coaching people because- It really is something that if we can, we can talk people through to doing what they need to do, they can have those successful end games. Yep. Um, and I think it's why I find my, some of my current employee base so frustrating because it doesn't matter what I, <sighs> because if you're not invited to do the, to do the thing, it's not going to make any difference. Yeah.
0: So. Um, Yup. Yup.
1: And I also relay this to why I was successful as a trainer at EBMS, because I could really pick paths for people and make that outcome a reality if they would just follow the steps. So. Um,
0: I also think it's really where like one of the things I wrote down was that it's a search for the questions and not really searching for the answers and that's where we from coaching perspective and i think even from like when you think about this in therapy therapy is not about providing people with answers it's yeah. asking them the right questions so that they then will find the answers that that really will give them the outcomes that they want and wh- why while i won't actually i have no interest in going into a you know into a program where i would have to like go to college to become a therapist. I do think that that is like what I see um helping so many people within a therapeutic landscape is I'm not there to like I can suggest things but again if it's not invited or if someone's unwilling to take the action that's fine, but I find myself always being like well I guess the big question for you is are you willing to do this? Are you ready to take the steps? You know, we can't really and and then kind of helping and that's Bye. how
1: I've always done that is, mm-hmm. is just by asking questions through EBMS. I've asked questions through my own, you know what I mean? It, it really yeah. is all question based because you can't tell people what to do. You really can't, even if you give them the steps and the outlay, it doesn't work that way. You yep. still have to come back and ask them the questions.
0: i be how like, know. how has that been working for you? Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? You know, that is, it's all about the questions. Um, and it's also like I, what I really like too, because I'm a one three profile and that is all about trial and error and experimentation and being willing to investigate um, and being willing to fail is that it's really about, ex- you know, I, I wrote this down saying, you know, it's experimenting to prove the conclusion is really key. But um, it's not so much that we have to actually do something and fail at it. A lot of times, what I think is that it may involve sharing those questions and asking other people to validate them also. So it's really about um, telling them like what those, like almost having that soundboarding opportunity of being able to say, well, here's what logically I see happening. And then, you know, the experimentation can just be someone else saying, yeah, that could probably work. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really, it it is really hard when you have someone who doesn't necessarily match your level. That's why you and I are like, fuck yeah, because we're not, we don't see naysaying. We we might look at it from the perspective of "Mm, that might not work, but maybe you might want to then readjust it and try it this way. But it's harder when we have somebody who doesn't have the same channel. Like I would have to look to see if my husband what his chart? I'm actually going to look to see what his chart looks like because yeah, I, was I just thinking, suspect and- that Thad doesn't have any of this. Yeah, he doesn't have any fucking channels between his uh, crown and his Ajna <laughs> at all or gate. <laughs> and so it's like, we see logic. Like there is a part of this that is it's the channel of logic. It is logical, but for someone who doesn't have the same question asking ability, It's almost as though we are asking crazy questions.
1: Mm -hmm. And Josh has part of it. He has the 63 um, and he has both red and black coming down, but he doesn't have the four. So he doesn't have the
0: full. And that's the doubt side. Mm -hmm. So that, that can be kind of a little bit temperamental also because it's like, you know, we, there should be an amount of doubt. It says, um, you know, within doubt, I think it's like to say, I don't know. I'd have to really look at that specific. I hate looking at the gates. I like the channels because I do, I do. I, I look at the gates, but at the same time, it's like, it is, it's like gates themselves feel so, it it is one half of a whole, mm-hmm. and it, the other side is always like almost the opposite. So,
1: Trevor shares this with us, although his is all black.
0: Um, collective ideas, and it like we said, we it, it can't be for us. It really has to be for the good of society. Um, and th- this also said this is a very visual channel, so we almost like see the outcome but it's also really connected to dreaming was what my, some of the things I was looking at was kind
1: of, it could be connected to dreaming and insanity.
0: Yeah. Dreaming and insanity. But I mean, honestly, couldn't a lot of things be connected to insanity besides just dreaming. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: I think that the insanity piece really comes from that anxiety of like wanting to know what the outcome will be or too many potential outcomes. Like that's the thing is that we get really much more at peace with this when we're like, it's not for me to choose what the outcome is. It's for me to know that these are are the potential outcomes, but a lot of times they're not necessarily our outcomes. They're for other people. And I guess that that is kind of what, what a lot of this is is giving up that control of I can't control anyone. I can't control anyone's outcomes, not even my own at times. So it's like being able to say, well, I can present someone with the information if they want it. And sometimes they don't. I think that that's also really key is that there are a lot of people that you could tell them exactly how something's going to play out because you see the end result of the way that, the way that they're behaving. But um, that's the insanity part is we can't really stop them from doing it anyways. I feel like we we almost are like that, um, the, and I just told my husband we should watch this, the movie Minority Report, where the precogs can see a crime before it's going to happen, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that crime is, you know, the job of those detectives is to go stop it before it happens, but it takes out some of the free will involved with that too. Minority yeah. Report. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, f- I felt like this one made a lot of sense to me because of the, the fact that we are always asking a lot of questions.
1: Yeah. With the intent that somebody else sees the outcomes, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or Even- takes the action. To, yeah. Cause I don't have the, I don't have the energy to make all the shit happen. That I could see it's, it's kind of like, you know. I could have a million dollar idea. We have million dollar ideas all the, but, time. all the time. but yeah, but we don't have i necessarily the 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 way to make those things happen. And that's where I'm like, I'm fine with giving some of these million dollar ideas to other people. It's super frustrating when uh, people just don't necessarily want to make a million dollars off of them, you know, Mhm sure do yeah
1: (laughs) that are the people who do the same thing over and over again and you're like oh my goodness did that work for you last time what about the time before that
0: yeah it's not gonna work so try like try something different (laughs) and yeah um let me see was there anything else for this particular channel that I thought was I think that, that the hypothesis piece is like always asking the question that leads to, you know, if, if I do this, this might happen. Mm-hmm. And then how do I test that? And the fact that, yeah, we, we, we've seen into the future and but it not for ourselves. And that can be the thing about these projected and collective channels is that it just seems like such a waste that we're not able to really use it for ourselves so much as it's supposed to be used for other people and their benefit. But that's where we benefit each other though, too, is that we, we do, because we can apply this to something other than ourselves, it's nice to have somebody else with that channel because then we can basically ch- swap.
1: Mm-hmm. Apply it to channel. each
0: other. Yeah, apply it to each other.
1: Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense that my son has it too. And that's, I always get those, those phone calls. You know what I mean? That he when he needs me to ask him the right questions, that's when I get the right, the phone call so that he can go through something, especially if it's future projected.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I just, yeah. yeah. interesting. Love it, love it. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to throw out about this
1: here channel? No, this one really made perfect sense. This one felt like it was something we've been working <laughs> with and on for a long time. So this one... I, I'm glad to know what the red and the, and the black mean now. Cause that makes a lot of sense while I'm reading other people's charts.
0: Yes, yeah. And yeah, that, that awareness of, you know, that some of us have more of an understanding about that. And some of us, like my awareness of it doesn't necessarily mean, and that's why I think that knowing more about these two channels, when I got, when I had somebody look at my chart they said you you probably would benefit from, with all of that, that activity up there and it being subconscious, is to spend the mornings doing like that practice of doing morning pages. And so far since the 11th, actually even before the 11th, since the beginning of this month really, since I had that reading, I have made morning, yesterday was the only day I didn't do morning pages. And then today I did three because sometimes I want to keep doing, I want just to do two. And then it's like, no, you're supposed to do three. So I didn't give myself an out. I can't do it, not do it two days in a row. Sometimes my tarot pulls are a little bit more sporadic, but the morning pages piece is like writing three pages. Usually gives me a lot of clarity. It gives me an opportunity first thing in the morning to get, feelings out, um, to, to kind of process all of those things externally. Um, and I've also been using it for some intention because I have my defined ego. I'm not supposed to be promising anything, but really just laying out, here's what I intend to get done today is helpful too. So I try to take a little space for that when I'm writing is to not do it as a planner, but just to say like, here's what's, what needs to get done. And these are the things I'm going to try to, to get done today.
1: I've been doing a lot of that daily like just writing just writing all of the things that I have on my mind and then putting some priority to them like if I get these top 3 things done then that's where I'm at today um because otherwise I stress out over shit that I can't control
0: constantly. Mm-hmm.
1: I might try the the journal the pages in the morning. I feel like not calling it journaling is helpful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And I think that we, because we meet every morning, that would maybe be a good opportunity because I've been waking up at like 4.30 to try to get mine done before you and I get on our call. So if we were to say like, we need to get these done, we need to mute ourselves and spend. And the thing is, is yeah, it's it's hard. Some days I'm like, I don't know if I have three pages worth of anything, but it's not supposed to be like it's not supposed to be journaling. It's really just whatever is popping up into your mind, you're supposed to write out. So mine is sometimes emotional. Mine is sometimes talking about what happened the previous day. Sometimes, you know, that's really what a lot of it is, is lately it's been a lot of talking about letting me process how I feel about some of my family situation stuff. Um, and, re Reassuring myself, reinforcing to myself why my feelings are okay, why I don't need to take any action to change anything. Um, so a lot of times it's it has been just a reassurance of that I'm keeping my boundaries in place and that my boundaries are not irrational. And, you know, I think that that's really been important for me because when we think about things, we tend to start thinking, Especially when we keep everything in our brain, I think writing it out actually gives an opportunity for me to take something that, like, I argue so fucking much in my mind. I have fights with people all the time, <laughs> and I've really had. Yeah, I had to really stop myself from fighting in my brain and say, you know. A, this isn't productive. This conversation will never happen. You never really, you know, it's kind of like, what we talk about with this, this particular channel is like, I can spin. That's what this channel gives me is this ability to spin wild stories and and situations um, and see myself winning in the future. But at the same time, it's like, none of this is really going to happen unless I'm I'm going to test my hypothesis that if I start this conversation, I'll win this argument. And a lot of times I'm not even willing to do that. So it's like, it's really kind of brought me to my awareness that um, I spend a lot of time in my head having conversations that aren't really, ne- I, nothing has to necessarily have a, a productive end goal. So I have to be really clear. But I also have to be aware that sometimes if my unproductive thoughts aren't aren't don't feel good then I I need to do something about that and be aware of it that my unproductive thoughts should be maybe not all sunshine and roses but they shouldn't be like a war zone going on in my own brain
1: very good well I think that's great advice all right
0: Okay. Well, I guess we will then, um, now we're going to start in, we'll I'll be in communication with you about what the next channel is. I think I had them all written out. Mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be one of mine because we shared two. You have two, I have three. So I think I was going to do start with me and with me, <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you mixed in there in the middle? So I'll, I'll let you know what that yeah, one is I that
1: it's in our notes though. So
0: it's in our notes. So, all right, we'll join us next time for another conversation about one of these channels as we do our own research on them and find out a little bit more about each other.
1: All right, thanks for listening. Thanks everyone. Bye. Yeah.